Welcome to Canadian Defence Focus from CDR Radio, produced by Canadian Defence Review Magazine. This series of podcasts features interviews with leaders and experts in the defence industry, as well as reports and profiles on the very latest in defence technology. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the CDR Radio podcast. I'm James Careless, Ottawa Bureau Chief with Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. This time on the CDR Radio podcast, our focus is on KF Aerospace. It was founded by Barry LaPointe in 1970 as Kelowna Flightcraft in BC's Okanagan Valley. Over the years, KF Aerospace has grown into Canada's largest commercial aviation maintenance, overhaul, and repair company. It now has four facilities with over a thousand employees. In 2005, KF Aerospace won the Contracted Flying, Training, and Support Program contract, or CFTS for short. From then until now, KF has been providing training and in-service support to this one of two RCAF training programs. The other is the NATO Flying Training in Canada program, which is managed under contract by CAE. In 2027, both programs will be combined into the future aircrew training program, FACT for short. Given their joint training expertise, KF has teamed with CAE to form Skyline. It is one of two qualified bidders for the FACT contract, which will run for more than 25 years. On hand to tell us more about KF Aerospace is the company's Chief Operating Officer, Greg Ebian, and its Vice President of Defense Programs, Ralph Wagner. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on the CDR Radio podcast. Hi, James. Uh, yeah, thanks for, for inviting us to uh, participate in your podcast. Uh, it's our pleasure to be here. So let's start with you, Greg. KF Aerospace just came out of a pandemic that hit the aviation industry especially hard. How are things going today at KF? Things are actually going quite well. We, we, we still have the issue we had pre-pandemic, which is uh, not enough resources. You know, COVID has only made that situation worse, but we were able to uh, retain most of our staff through COVID, which has uh, helped us as we, we move forward. And we we're also able to, we have a very diverse project portfolio. Um, while the passenger maintenance was obviously down due to aircraft being parked, um, the e-commerce side has, has kept the freighter demand up. So a lot of our, our maintenance for our cargo operators was, was still maintained, as well as we took advantage and increased our freighter conversion program. As well as we always like to keep a Department of National Defense or a military contract here at KF. We've been doing so for, for 30 plus years and, and we're currently uh, responsible for the West Coast Fixed Wing Search and Rescue Maintenance and Engineering on the now retired Buffalo, but, but the, uh, the Twin Otter, which is uh, still in operation. In addition to that, we were actually able to increase our aircraft leasing portfolio by creating some additional freighter aircraft as our own that are now out on lease. Now, KF Aerospace has teamed with Boeing and other major players to propose the Boeing P-8A Poseidon for the upcoming Canadian multi-mission aircraft requirement, or CMMA for short. Now, why did you decide to make this move? Well, as I mentioned, we, we've had a, you know, 35 plus years we've been doing maintenance on military aircraft for the Air Force about 35 years ago, we, we were doing the CC-109 heavy maintenance on the, on the avionics upgrade and autopilot design. We then moved into the um, CT-133, which is a T-33 heavy maintenance avionics upgrade and, and, and additional modifications. And then the, uh, the CC-115 Buffalo maintenance engineering, and we're currently doing the CC-138 
twin otter maintenance and engineering. So this is a really good fit for us to continue with those sorts of programs. So we were quite excited when it was announced last week by Boeing that we are a, a part of that P-8 Poseidon program, um, which, in which we'll be partaking in a similar manner with respect to engineering and, and maintenance support. Now let's drill down into that. Assuming you win the contract, what specific engineering capabilities and know-how would KF Aerospace bring to the CMMA contract? Well, certainly on the maintenance side, you know, that's that's where we 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 have our strengths and in particular on that platform. It's essentially a, a Boeing 737-800 with with 900 wings and gear. And and that's kind of uh, our bread and butter in the maintenance world. You know, pre-COVID, we were doing about 230 plus heavy checks on on aircraft, a majority of them the 737 family. So so that's where we bring a lot of strength to the table. And on the engineering side. You know, we've been involved in, with engineering on a lot of these programs and, and our hope, we haven't got the work breakdown structure right now, but but we're certainly hoping to participate on, on more of the airworthiness um, side and on the uh, PA program with Boeing. Can you expand on that, what you would be doing with airworthiness on that program? Um, it would be kind of playing more a, a role of uh, a configuration management um, with respect to aircraft maintenance, uh, maintaining the maintenance program, and more the operational side, kind of what was typically done by a, an ATO in the D&D world. But again, this, this, the full breakdown hasn't been determined yet. So, so how much of that we're doing is yet to be seen, but we certainly, you know, that on the engineering side is also where our strengths are. What kind of special engineering capabilities does your company bring to projects like the CMMA and other defense projects? Well, we've uh, we've got extensive engineering project experience over the last 30 years, ranging from fuselage, aircraft fuselage extensions, large cargo door modifications, uh, avionics modifications. We're also the type certificate holder for Converse, so we have to support those aircraft worldwide. Over the years, with, with the variation of civil and military programs, we've also been able to develop a lot of experience on, on, on both sides of the regulatory authority with respect to civil and uh, aviation and the Department of National Defense. We are a Transport Canada Design Approval Organization, which gives us the ability to do in-house approvals uh, for for the engineering mods, uh, as well as repairs that we do. And we have a very extensive scope of authority, um, which is basically all aircraft types for that, whether it's small uh, aircraft uh, or large transport cutting aircraft or the small and large transport category helicopters. And what's really unique about our engineering department is our Department of National Defense um, has given us recognition of our our design approval organization and granted the same um, broad scope of authority that we have within our our, our DAO. Um, it's been granted for aircraft on the military side or the Air Force side, which is is very unique for our company. Now, Ralph, let's go over to you. KF Aerospace really emerged in the defense scene when you won the contracted flying training and support program contract in 2005. What is managing this program after, what, 17 years taught your company? Well, it's taught us, uh, I think, more than anything else that, that uh, dealing with a government contract is, is different than business to business. Uh, and my, I mean different, not worse. Um, it's just more rigorous. There's, there's more detail, more attention to detail required. And um, you just have to uh, ensure you know uh, the rules of the game and, and deal openly and fairly. 
Now, one of the things I remember in my very distant youth, I worked for the Ontario government for a year. It took me about six months to master the machinery. But once I did, it flowed pretty well. Have you found that yourself in working on this contract? That's exactly the case, although my personal learning curve was uh, a lot longer than six months. But um, our relationship has never been better with the D&D and with PSPC. And, and startup issues were largely, again, company issues, just getting used to uh, a different way of, uh, of doing business. You effectively have three masters rather than one. You've got a requirements that the D&D defines. You've got procurement where D&D helps work with you to define the solution. And then contracting and financing, which is a, the PSPC role. So it, it is like I say, with all those stakeholders, it is more complex for sure. Now, for the sake of the listeners, tell us about the program. I mean, as I understand it, the CFTS is big, it's complex, there's a lot of moving parts. Can you give us a sense of what it's like to manage it and what you're doing uh, for your client? Effectively, in uh, Port of Prairie, Manitoba, it's called Southport is where the actual Air Force location is. We provide a turnkey Air Force base through our subcontractor, CBO, we do all the housing, feeding, you know, air traffic control, uh, all sorts of aerodrome maintenance. Jane Helicopters helps us run the helicopter program and KF Aerospace does contract management and the fixed wing program. So every Air Force student, every student pilot in the Canadian Forces comes through Southport first to do their ab initio training. And from there, they would progress to phase two. And at that point, they would be streamed either to become a fighter pilot to become a transport category, multi-engine fixed-wing pilot, or helicopter pilot. And we also do the helicopter training and the multi-engine training. Now, how important is it to KF Aerospace to be playing such a fundamentally central role to Canada's defense? It's crucial. And in fact, it's a great source of pride of ours that we're able to bring an all-Canadian solution to this traditional uh, Canadian training uh, area. It's, uh, I've never served. I'm just a civilian. But the people I've been associated with in in the 16 years I've been doing this have been absolutely amazing. The camaraderie, uh, it's a club that I just wish that I could enter as a a former service person. Okay, I've Aerospace's team with CAE to bid on the FACT contract under the Skyline banner. Now, both of the companies that are involved in this, you've got the expertise from these programs. What do you think you bring to the Canadian government and the Canadian Armed Forces by joining forces for the fact? First of all, we operate fairly independently. Uh, CAE ran the, uh, the training program at Moose Child, which was phase two in fighter. So what we bring actually is, is the best of both programs. So we finally gotten together in, in a very uh, open collegial atmosphere and what's working for you, what's working for you, what's not working. And so we can bring the best possible solution and, and bring our experiences in dealing with D&D and PSPC so that, again, everybody benefits from lessons learned over the last uh, well, 15 years for us and uh, a lot of years for CAE as well. Now, Greg, let's go back to you. What do you see happening at KF Aerospace in the immediate future in the next few years going forward? Right now, um, as I mentioned, we're going to continue to to address the resource shortage. We partnered up with the, in Hamilton, our, our Mohawk College. So at, at our facility out there, we built a facility for that college, for which is for AMEs, aircraft maintenance engineers. And it's been quite successful for, for drawing mechanics right out of school into our organization. Here in Kelowna, we've, we've done the same through Okanagan College. 
Uh, we have a program that's that's essentially in our one of our facilities that that trains the structures aircraft maintenance engineers that we bring into our facility. Just recently, we were we were successful. We've been working for a while with UBCO um, here in Kelowna to develop an aeronautical engineering program through their university, and that is going to be starting up in September. So, so those are some kind of key things that we're going to continue to to address. We've also uh, are targeting 25% uh, women by 2025 in our organization, and, and, and we're currently at 20%, and, and that's something we're going to continue on with. We're building a new aviation museum and conference center in Kelowna to promote aviation. Uh, we're also building a daycare at our facility for employees, and, uh, and, and, and on the business side, we're going to continue to maintain a diverse uh, project portfolio, both on the civil and on the military side. Now, you have a 52-year heritage, which is no small achievement in this industry. What do you attribute your longevity to? Um, I would say probably the, uh, in, you know, obviously our, our customers uh, appreciate our quality and, and attention to safety. That's our top priorities within the organization. In addition to that, our depth of experience is, is quite unique to a company in aviation. You know, we're a maintenance provider. We do uh, engineering flight operations. We're a manufacturer, uh, maintenance training, flight training, aircraft leasing. So we've got a lot of of experience in many different areas of aviation. And then, and then I think that one of the big ones, and you don't really get to see it until you actually tour our facilities, but our capabilities is very unique as well. You know, not only on the on the engineering. Uh, maintenance side and manufacturing, but when you come to our our kind of back shops area, we have in-house plating, machine shops, heat treat composites. We do our our own landing gear overhaul here, so we truly are a, a one-stop shop. Besides that, what do you feel makes KF Aerospace stand out from your competition? Aside from that, I think it's probably our our long-term partnerships and relationships that we develop with our customers. Uh, most of our customers here are very, very long-term customers. So, you know, we've, we've had great relationship over the years with WestJet, where we do the majority of their maintenance and engineering. And, you know, some of our customers have, have been with us for, you know, longer than I've been here, which is 30 plus years. So I think it's that we develop a partnership with them. We don't just, when they leave, they're done. We help them with, with uh, uh, support. Once they've left, we do a lot of um, AOG aircraft on ground support for our customers. So I think that's something that they really appreciate and keep them coming back. Well, let's close by giving you both a final shot to look down the road. Where do you see KF going in the future, starting with you, Ralph? Well, obviously, we're uh, aggressively chasing the FACT program, and that's what I'm involved in, to extend our, our current uh, CFTS project for another uh, 25 years. So the FACT program is very exciting. It's a different uh, way of doing business. It's very collaborative. Uh, it's exciting to be working with, with CAE and the rest of our partners in the Skyline project. It's going to be as good as things are now. It's going to be even better in the next 25 to 30 years. And Greg, what do you think? We'll continue to, to maintain that diverse project portfolio and, and grow, but we grow organically or opportunistically. It's not, we don't grow for the sake of growing, but by maintaining that good balance of, of both, uh, um, you know, the military and civil type projects and, and keeping our, our, our very diverse um, project portfolio um, has proven to be very successful for us. It certainly helped us through the pandemic. And that's just something that we're going to continue on with uh, as we move forward. 
Okay, gentlemen. Well, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the latest in the CDR Radio podcast series. They're produced by Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. I've been speaking to KF Aerospace's Chief Operating Officer, Greg Evian, and Vice President of Defence Programs, Ralph Wagner. To hear more CDR Radio podcasts, go to www.canadiandefensereview.com or find us on iTunes and Google Play under CDR Radio. I'm James Careless. Thank you for listening to the CDR Radio podcast. Talk to you again next time. Tune in next time for another Canadian Defence Focus podcast from CDR Radio.